This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Monday Mini. I know when we have topics like this, we may be a little long. So we're going to try to keep it short because we have uh, talked a lot about feminism today and how it's changing um, and what's changing about it and what we need to be looking at. But in March of 2022, this year, not too long ago, Ipsos, which is an international market research and consulting firm founded in 1975, just in case you need to know, as well as the fact that it's the third largest uh, research agency at this time, conducted a global research in collaboration with the Global Institute of Women's Leadership at King's College London. And we thought we would take some time to look at those numbers and statistics and talk about it because it's kind of interesting to me. Um, what you should know that, yes, they did uh, do a bit of the polling in the U.S., but a lot of other countries as well. And from what I read in another article in reference to this specific statistics, it said that uh, the highest amount of people who felt this strongly were Russians. So take that for what it is. Hmm. We've always talked about when it comes to numbers and research, there's a little, could be a little bias. Or we need to understand the underlying bits of it. So like I said, just be aware. Mm -hmm. So what we're focusing on is specifically the, I guess, the take that many, specifically men, take on feminism and what is happening with feminism today. So we know that feminism has changed a lot. There's many waves, and we are now to the point of being the intersectional feminist, which is the different layers and that there are different leaders and different ways of looking at feminism. Um, and hopefully we are combining uh, different marginalized communities in this conversation so that we are better understanding what is needed for those who are oftentimes the most marginalized. So that's what we have talked about when it comes to feminism. 
I think some of the point of view has changed. Some of the conversation has changed since we are now in post overturning Roe v. Wade. And it's a whole different conversation for us in general. Mm -hmm. And we'll never stop talking about it until it changes, just so y'all know. Mm -hmm. So if you're tired of that, go ahead and move on. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're never going to stop. So here are some interesting statistics, Annie, and I know you and I will talk a little bit of back and forth. But according to their beginning of the research, it says only two in 10 adults deny the existence of gender inequality. So that's good. Uh, so yeah. I guess one-fifth of the people. Um, but uh, views are split on the benefits of feminism. So, okay, we're talking, yes, there's inequality. But at the same time, is there a benefit to feminism to solve inequality? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, right? Um, <laughs> concerns about, and I think this is really key in conversation because we've talked about it a lot, uh, just you and I, but then we've also talked about it with Bridget when she talks about the women on the internet or those who identify as female on the internet, as well as uh, just marginalized communities and whether or not they're safe um, on the internet. And they put this as part of their research in just about feminism. And I think it's important because it has such an impact on a community and uh, an area But they said uh, concerns about online abuse remain, with nearly one in 10 men saying it's acceptable to send someone unrequested explicit images. Um, And and don't quote me on this, but I remember reading recently in an article that they are backtracking on the uh, solicitation of of the dick pics being sent as being criminal. So that's a little concerning. Uh, yeah. As we know, that it's not very prosecuted often anyway, but yeah. it's they're talking about, eh, it's not a big deal to get over it type of conversation. Um, and this is in like <laughs> the uh, criminal law area. So it's kind of like, huh, okay, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say four in 10 uh, mm-hmm. adults have experienced online abuse or seen sexist content, but one in three believe women are overreacting. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. So those yep. numbers don't come. They believe that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they, they don't think, think it's women, a big deal. Yeah. Right. Are overreacting to it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, quote, from their site, men are more likely to question the existence of gender inequality and the benefits of feminism. So that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. We've kind of known this. To the point that we celebrate men who say, yes, feminism is good, to the, like, they're, they're heroes, like, they've done something. Right. Which is really yeah. sad in itself. And they go on to say, a majority of adults, both globally and in the United States, disagree gender inequality doesn't really exist. So, okay, it does. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> However, uh, despite the evidence uh, that gender inequality globally has only, only increased since uh, the start of the pandemic, just under one-fifth agree that both globally and in the U.S. So we've talked about this. We've repeatedly uh, had episodes where we have seen the stark evidence that the inequality is getting worse due to the pandemic, due to the opportunities when people are being home, uh, are at home or being quarantined, essentially. And we've seen what happens when they're, um, I guess, who they will choose when it comes to employment, when it comes to uh, benefits, when it comes to promotions uh, in dire situations like the uh, pandemic. And if you need a re- refresher, we have a Monday Mini on it from a couple of years ago, I believe, yeah. because it was significant and it was noted within a year how bad it was. Right. 
Yeah. So, yeah. But that fact that one-fifth believe that it's not a big deal, it's kind of like, oh, and mm-hmm. it really hasn't happened that badly. It's kind of like, wow, okay. We have one, like, one research paper after another. Like, the Pew Research came out, and then the, uh, was it, uh, the New York Times came out with their own. It was so many. And it mm-hmm. seems people still don't want to believe that. Um, and it's not surprising that men are more likely to be, quote, skeptical of the benefits of feminism. Um, on average, globally, one-third of men agree feminism does more harm than good, and that traditional masculinity is under threat. Wow. Okay. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I mean, you and I have talked about this recently where I still feel that I have to couch what the show is about when I'm talking to men in a way I don't feel like I have to with women. Right. With women, I'll be like, it's about, you know, feminist issues. With men, I'm like, oh, it's about social issues and women, or I'll find like a way to... Right. And and this is mostly people that I don't really care to ha- have an argument with. Right. Um, so it's just not worth it to me. Um, but it's still a thing that I do. And yeah. I know you you were saying you've done it I, recently, recently too. as in fact. So when I was uh, looking at houses, we had a mm-hmm. realtor, a really interesting dude, um, who asked what I did because we were talking about the fact that we need a space to make a studio. And that I was a podcaster. Immediately, he's like, oh, what kind of podcast? And I tell him, and his response was, oh, 
and looked at my partner, who is a man, and was like, ooh, did the ooh face to him mm-hmm. to the point that I was like, oh, wow. I said it out loud. I was like, oh, okay, and walked away. <laughs> that was his reaction. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I had gutter guys, uh, people coming to do gutter stuff, and we were getting a whole sales pitch, and they asked me what I did, and then I was like, please don't ask what it is, because our entire conversation pretty much laid out that there were middle-aged men, obviously, very traditional, talking about the wife cleaning and all these things, and I was like, please don't ask. Mm-hmm. Please don't ask. <laughs> don't ask what it's about because it's going to be an argument. But I did have mm-hmm. some really great responses. Uh, my movers, who are all men, came through, asked me what I did, told them, and they got more description. It's like, oh my God, yes, I've been wanting to know more about it because this abortion stuff is crazy. And I was talking to a woman about not being able to be protected, and I want to know more. And I was like, well, hello. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe that was the one third. Like, that's the one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Out of the eight men that I had that interaction in. So my yeah. my statistics are not very good either. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was a pleasant surprise, I will say. Yes. And again, mm-hmm. it was one of those moments of like, I want to pat you on the back and congratulate you, but all you're doing is really just listening and learning. Right. And I'm trying to give you like awards for that. <sighs> yeah. Low standards, but I'm still proud. And please keep, for the men who've been listening, because we have uh, several men who do mm-hmm. listen, thank you so much. Don't think we're trying to <laughs> yeah. no, negate what you're it. doing, but understand this should be the norm. Right. And I do feel like <laughs> a lot of times there's the two reactions I get from men who I can tell are in this like one third. I usually get either what you did with the realtor of like, oh, you must be a real pain. Yeah. Oh, you must be... So annoying. Or I get kind of the strange, backhanded, like what it, this guy said to me recently, like, I feel like we we should forget feminism and live in a world where we don't need feminism because that's drawing more attention to the fact right. of this and trying to like make it sound like he's... I'm the one who is somehow misled or something. (laughs) Which is an actual tactic for a lot of supremacists because we see this in racial uh, Mm -hmm. issues as well. They're like, you're causing this to be an issue, which is what's happening with any conversation about CRT, any conversation Mm -hmm. in uh, talking about historical accuracy when it comes to the enslaved uh, peoples and why we need to talk about it and why there still needs to be reparations and a conversation and an understanding that being equal and equitable is two different things. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's like, oh, but if you didn't talk about it, draw so much attention to it, it wouldn't be so bad, which is that whole level of like, okay, feminism means losing masculinity. Uh, Right. And that's kind of this battle that we've seen and constant, and we're going to talk about it. We keep teasing it, and it's such a big episode, such a big episode, (laughs) but within Uh religion as well, because it is based on this masculine patriarch that has to protect. So if feminism comes in saying that people are independent or should be treated equal, then you are diverting attention and or possibly resources, heaven forbid, from Mm -hmm. the supreme archetype of what was set up. Mm -hmm. So this whole conversation is really interesting that we're back here again. And don't get me wrong, I didn't look at the past numbers because I'm sure they pulled out the negative for us Mm -hmm. to be aware. And again, this is polling more men than they do women about this um, and trying to understand, is it making headway as equality or is it making still, are we still in the muck trying to (laughs) 
find the, a footing to have a conversation, just a mere conversation of mm-hmm. what is unbalanced here. Um, and I, I found that interesting. There's a lot more it says. It talks a lot more about the online abuse. It talks a lot more about victim blaming. So it goes even deeper into uh, that level. We know that the Me Too era has brought in a whole new level of research in this conversation about feminism and why feminism is important. And because of this, um, there was an article, interesting, I love that I want to uh, revisit, uh, talking about what it looks like today post the overturning of Roe v. Wade um, and what feminism looks like in this abortion landscape or uh, banning of abortion landscape. Because we are having to retract and come back to basic rights as opposed to finding finally a level playing field. There's also been some conversation about the political movement a lot because, you know, Biden just came out hitting hard for the first time in a ever since his, I guess, (laughs) campaigning against extreme right-wing politics, as well as we're talking about uh, CRT. Obviously, we're talking about abortion. There's so many really extremist ideas that's coming up, the all or none type of conversation. And I found it interesting because people are starting to flip a little bit. And I say people, here's what I mean. And I told you, I was like, I'm so interested in this. I was recently, I hate the news. I despise it. I don't want to read it. There's a big conversation about how some of the big popular, even left-wing media is turning towards the right-wing because it gets more play. Yeah. Which is a whole different conversation in itself. But we, I was watching it, and they actually had on people who are pretty conservative people talking about the upcoming elections. And that the one of the big key issues that they want addressed is abortion, which is not surprising for the left, leftists in that level of like, where do you stand? But that, that the conservatives think that this ban is too harsh. And that it is too overwhelming and that if the candidate that they were previously supporting or that is in their party are too hard into the ban, they probably will not vote for them. And I saw like this interview and they interviewed a pretty big group of people in Michigan, which is a pretty big battleground right now. And so many of the so many of the people I interviewed were like, that's the number one thing. And to the point, they're like, I've never thought about this issue as much as I have now. Mm-hmm. And now knowing what we're trying to do, I think it's too much and I will not vote for this person. I even saw one of the candidates who were, I'll just say, very Trump extremist, um, playing into that type of rhetoric would not answer any questions about abortion because they felt it was too divisive for them to speak on and that they would lose votes, which is extremely different to what was happening. Maybe I just haven't paid as much attention because we know statistically that people support abortion uh, as well as the right to abortion and reproductive care. Like actually like over 60%, if not 70%, even in the state of Georgia, Mm -hmm. support it. So... I just had not actually heard it coming out of conservative people's mouths until recently. And I find that interesting, and I wonder how that's going to play out. Yeah, when you said that, I I was also uh, very intrigued because we had that episode with Bridget after Roe v. Wade where she talked about, you know, there's been so much misinformation and disinformation, not only about what abortion is, but about who supports it and how many people support it. Um, And I said, like, I grew up thinking I was the outlier for supporting abortion, and that's not the case at all. But that's how effective they've been in turning this into such a 
big flashpoint, but it's a flashpoint for like a small set of very passionate people who are against abortion. And now that we've reached this point, like I feel like a lot of conservative people, as you said, like maybe didn't, it wasn't their number one issue, didn't really think about it, heard talking points and was like, okay, I'm not super for abortion, but it's not my issue. And now that it's become this thing with Roe v. Wade being overturned, they're having to think about it and confront it in a way that before uh, they were happy to just kind of like push it off to the side. Like, oh, that's right. not that's not my issue. That's fine. But with all of this, so it is interesting to see, to hear um, people that I would have previously never imagined right. saying something like that. Right. That's a lot of conversations that we have to have, what this looks like politically, what this looks like. Uh, Unfortunately, I hate that we just have this binary system thus far, but we do have to have the conversation, which we actually could have this conversation about the system of voting about Alaska's recent election, which is pretty Mm -hmm. fascinating in itself. Um, And the fact that they have their first uh, indigenous person in, in their office, which is phenomenal. I'm not really sure her stances. I believe she's pretty moderate from what I understand. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. 
Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have this whole conversation of what it looks like. Is our time frame in feminism and our activism going to look similar to pre Roe v. Wade, is that what we where we are? Um, in this conversation, the writer uh, Lauren Jackson uh, specifically talks about some of the questions that are out there um, and what we need to do or what we can do. And then just also talking about how time has changed since then um, and our tactics have to change. And there's a lot of divide and splits. I mean, when we have feminism, TERFs have always been around, but they're not more... Um, adamant, I feel like, and more vocal as of late. And it, it's become a different, the, the so many splintering of what fem- feminism is, which is not surprising. People have different perspectives. It was on a spectrum on this level, but to deny one group of people based on your prejudice is denying all of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> antithetical. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, uh-huh. um, so I found that interesting. Again, how do we fight it? Do we do it politically? Do we do it uh, how? Uh, I just watched a TikTok of an OBGYN and an abortion provider who talked about a case that's happening in Alabama. I did not know this. I believe it's Alabama. I'm so sorry if I'm, it's wrong. Where they are now jailing uh, women who are pregnant with possible drug issues to help them, quote-unquote, save the baby, um, but not providing them care. Oh. So this is like this is the extremes that we were always scared of. We've, we were going to come back and kind of revisit mm-hmm. some of the results. I don't want to because it's so awful, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw a testimony from a South Carolina representative uh, begging them to real remember, and she was a Republican, uh, that you are not medical professionals and you should not have a say. And it was pretty surprising because South Carolina... Lindsey Graham's hometown yeah. um, is, is, a, is a whole different conversation. But I've seen several people coming back like, we did not realize the damage this was going to cause when we thought we wanted it. Yeah. And this is sort of a, almost like the men who are, are like, oh, I'm feminist, and we pat them on the back. It's sort of like right. conservatives who you've been fine with all of this until it might actually impact you. But also, I think it's a really negative outcome of our politics now in the modern time where people just say stuff to rile people up. And then when that thing that they said actually goes into law or whatever, then they're like, oh, it's not good. We didn't have a plan. We didn't know what this (laughs) would cause. And here we are. Right. Like all we knew was one moral stance and we wanted it no matter what. Yeah. Where it's just about like, I need to get people to vote for me. Then you do the thing. It just feels so craven. It's just about getting elected again and nothing about actually serving people. And yeah, Mm -hmm. again, I know we came back down to talking about abortion, but it is this conversation of what we see and understand. This links to why we say feminism and equality is needed. And yes, things have changed and we've gotten a few... uh, scraps from the table, and I say we as in the marginalized community, uh, and people really think that should be enough. And not remembering, again, this is not equity. This is not what should be happening, and this is what has been being fought for. Just because, kind of like how we're saying, we're giving accolades and and accommodations to those who do in the minimal because they're a little outside of the norm, 
we shouldn't be. Um, and the fact of the matter that we still have one in three men saying that feminism is not helping, that's a conversation in itself. Uh, with the fact yeah. that one in uh, three men think, one in three people think that women are overreacting or being harassed and uh, like bullied and sexually assaulted or harassed on uh, online, that's a problem. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's still... It's still kind of shocking to me how many people when I'll just kind of in passing be like, how many men specifically? Um, let's cross the street over this way because I'm if we walk this way, I'm gonna get catcalled. Like right. they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, you get a this is just my everyday right. life. And you don't have to think about it. And so always about, you know, bringing people in. But I think we need to be clear about the the standards are upholding people too who's getting the accolades and attention and who should. But also, and we've talked about this time and time again, and we should come back and revisit it. I think the word feminism has just been, it had such a smear campaign against it. Yeah. And it is still viewed as like, which is funny now, because now I'm like, let's just embrace it. But it's like angry women who want to ruin everything that you love. (laughs) I do. I want to ruin everything. (laughs) You should put that on a business card. (laughs) (laughs) I will do. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot we should come back and revisit with this one. For sure. For sure. For sure. And a lot more work to be done. Uh, but listeners, as always, if there's something you want us to talk about in these segments, any suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I'll never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, who is the best. Yeah. The absolute best. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.